You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly in American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Because he's on his phone. But he can multitask, and I don't think we need to peel back the curtain. Curtains peeled back. Oh, you can't close a curtain. God, you want to look at a dude? I'll do one buck. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> So uh, this uh, podcast is brought to you by our subscribers on Patreon. I want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, you get eight podcasts a month. Throw in a buck or two. It's, you know, like you're, we like You're said literally times, making a million dollars an episode. You're making a million dollars an episode. That's what we're talking about. We pay them, right? How does this thing work? We pay them. Yeah. So we're paying you guys, and we appreciate it. September 24th, 1950. Mm-hmm. A headline appeared in the Miami News. Quote, brainwashing tactics forced Chinese into ranks of communist party. Okay. It was written by a journalist who was on the CIA payroll. Interesting. That's (laughs) eliminating the middleman. (laughs) The Korean War had just begun. The article told Americans that, quote, brainwashing is a devious new tool being used by the communists to strip a man of his humanity and turn him into a robot or slave. It's so great to use brainwashing about brainwashing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and it's weird how true this turned out to be, isn't it? Yes. Um, they have developed tactics to, tactics to put a man's mind into a fog so that he will mistake what is true for untrue. Hmm. A CIA medical chief wrote in 1952 about torture techniques being used. Quote, there is ample evidence that communists are using drugs, electric shock, and physical duress against their enemies. We are forced to assume a more aggressive role in the development of these techniques. Okay. During the war, they caught two pilots, and the pilots made confessions about things they had not done. It's it's always strange how that happens during interrogation. And so our, our government, of course, said, well, that's due to torture. Right. During the, during the war, the official American position on prisoner confessions was that they were false and forced. And from an Air Force headquarters document, quote, confessions are ki- considered as being the forced admission to a lie. Okay. The CIA conducted mind control research from 1950 to 1956. Mm. Then- so, so what is this uh, test group for? I'm excited <laughs> to try. You'll be fine. Just go ahead and sit down and eat that thing right there. When do I get my $20? Oh, you'll get it at the end. Okay. Can you, put this in your, can you put this in your asshole? I'm sorry? Go ahead and slide it in. So that's when the, the door said butt-eating. That's what you meant. Yeah. Get to take out your eyes now. With Excuse spoon. me? I'm sorry? Tell me your name's Sheila. I'm Sheila. Ah! See? It works. The CIA then published the Kubark Counterintelligence Interrogation Manual in 1963. The Kubark Manual states that, quote, sound interrogation rests on certain broad principles, chiefly psychological, which are not hard to understand. Okay. 
From 1953 to 1963, the CIA spent $25 million for human experiments by 185 contracted researchers at 80 institutions. Jesus. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's a good number. <laughs> nice. That's a high Nice number. stat. That's a big dude number. That's big. The top brass decided in 1966 that giving service members a dose of, quote, Chinese-style interrogation would prepare them to withstand it if they were caught. Oh, my God. What? That's... They're just torturing Americans to make sure that when they get tortured, they... We're going to shoot you to make sure that you know how bad shooting hurts. No, let's not... I feel like I should learn how bad shooting hurts when I get shot by... Shoot shoot him. The bad guy! Ted, shoot him. No! Stop. Hey, come here. Stop it, Jose. Stop, dude. What's Jose up to? He's clawing at my suitcase. Hold on. Oh, Jose likes his suit... Who wants to travel? Who doesn't like it when daddy goes away? Who's going into the other room and the door's being closed? You turn on... You just turn on the light for a cat. (laughs) Just so you know where you're at. He likes it. You just turn on the light for a cat. He likes it, dude. They're nocturnal motherfuckers. They need no light. He's not. He likes the light. He wrote a letter. So, they create this Chinese-style interrogation thing. Uh, This was called Air Force Survival... Evasion, Resistance, and Escape, or SEER for short. They were taught to survive in the wild, how to escape, and how to behave if captured. A graduate of SEER wrote, quote, We were penned in concrete cell blocks, four by four by four. That's small. Small. And this is just so crazy to... (laughs) No, you got to show a guy that he can do it, or whatever. Uh, But what if... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What, what if he's never caught? Yeah. Well, like then they, he knows what it would be like if he was. Uh, that's, that's a net loss. Um, they were told to kneel, but uh, allowed... They are told to kneel, sit, squat. There was no door, just a flap that would be let down if it was too cold outside, which it always, always was. Each trainee was interrogated to some extent. There was pushing, shoving, getting slammed against a wall, and some were waterboarded. Oh, my God. In the name of you're being waterboarded in case you ever get waterboarded. All right, guys. Are dress you? rehearsal. Dress rehearsal from the top. Let's not do a dress rehearsal. From the top. Oh, my God. I did it. My yeah. mom's name is Frank. Oh, there we go. Now you get one phone call. Do you want to call your dad or your mom, Frank? I don't want to be in the Army anymore. No, come on. You're a prisoner. Army. You're a plain practice prisoner. But the thing they were taught at SEER was that none of the techniques work. Interesting. Fun Tor- lesson. Torture is considered the worst interrogation meth- method because, quote, number one, it produces unreliable information. Two, creates a negative world opinion. Three, it's subject to war crimes trials. And four, is used as a tool for compliance. Now, okay. Um, interesting. Uh, I wonder if that... Have have these people seen twenty four? You know what? Because in that show, let me let tell me you. Just, let me, no, let me let give me you say, a little. Let me give you a little Jack Bauer history okay, lesson, bro. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, a lot of times. Hey, hey, bro. Okay. But the word history, bro. Gotcha. Let me give you a little history lesson. Okay, I don't like. I don't like. Have you ever heard of Jack Bauer? I generally don't. We should do a dollop on him sometime I, because that dude okay, gets real. it done. Not real. That get that dude gets it done. I also valuable information. Is always taken I don't, in the heat of torture from. These I don't people. accept knowledge from people who call me bro. Bro, that's number one. Bro, number two, it's a TV show. 
Number three, it's on Fox. Number four, they swam into the White House on one of them. The only they swam into the White House on an episode. I'm going to need they a little swam more. Swam into the White House. How did they swim into it? Underneath it, through like a sewer in the in the river that's under there. I haven't seen that documentary, but it sounds good. <laughs> In 1980, Dr. Bruce Jessen was hired as the seer psychologist at the Air Force Survival School. <laughs> Boy, these appointments are really filling up. <laughs> this book is loaded. You might have to come on Saturdays. Okay, so what do you want to talk to me about? Well, um, they completely ruined me, and they almost drowned me on land, and they slammed me in the wall, and they made me say that my mom's name was Frank. Ah! <laughs> Going through a breakup or something? No, they just tortured me so bad. Bruce would screen instructors who posed as enemy interrogators to make sure rough treatment did not go too far. One more time. He was screening the guys who were posing as enemy interrogators. He Okay. So, so he's he was screening people to make sure they don't go too far. Right. Right? He's right. making sure they get guys who aren't fucking psychos. Right, yeah. No, put people in that position. I think you'll normally find they're pretty grounded and balanced. Hey, Bruce. do whatever you want to these guys. Don't be dicks. Don't be dicks. Don't be dicks is uh, is what should be the slogan for um, all torture. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, girl? All right. I was what just you, checking. You testing levels? What's going on? I was just checking a level there. I went all girl on you. Dave. Um, so, uh, Bruce was raised on an Idaho potato farm in a Mormon community. He had earned his doctorate at Utah State studying family sculpting. That is where patients make physical models of their family to show emotional relationships. Wow. So you take, you make, I would a, love to do that. Right? Yeah. I want to see you do that. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they just all mushed into one big pile of clay? I'm broken, Dave. If I'm doing it, they're like, Dave, why are you peeing on that one? Dave, why are you pouring bourbon on yours? <laughs> uh, so family sculpting, uh, I said this, right? That's where patients make models. Of oh, you said it, brother. Then in 1988, Bruce moved to the top psychologist job at a graduate school of survival training. The man who took his job was a psychologist named Dr. Jim Mitchell. Mitchell grew up poor in Florida and joined the Air Force in 1974. While stationed in Alaska, he, little earned, different. he earned a bachelor's degree and master's degree in psychology. Okay. He then earned his doctorate at the University of South Florida in 1986, comparing diet and exercise and controlling high blood pressure. Interesting. Smart. Now, logical. These guys, being psychologists, maybe we should discuss the APA. Okay. The American Psychological Association. Sure. Uh, it's. I'm uh, ready it's, to throw a lot of facts at you. It's psychologists' version of the American Medical Association. Right. right. It's an organized body, a group where they all are part of. Yeah. There's a board, and they, they have rules, and right. they set the you know. They say on their website, quote, the APA is the leading scientific and professional organization representing psychology in the United States. Our mission is to advance the creation and communication and application of psychological knowledge to benefit society and improve people's lives. Great. To benefit mm -hmm. society and improve people's lives. 
Funded. To benefit mm-hmm. society. And? and the APA has a code of ethics. Quote, in the process of making decisions regarding their professional behavior, psychologists must consider this ethics code in addition to applicable laws and psychology board regulations. If this ethics code establishes a higher standard of conduct than is required by law, psychologists must meet the higher ethical standard. If psychologists' ethical responsibilities conflict with the law, regulations, or other governing legal authority, psychologists make known their commitment to this ethics code and take steps to resolve the conflict in a responsible manner in keeping with the basic principles of human rights. I'm excited to see them follow this. The basic principles of human rights. I I like where we're headed. Now, psychologists have pretty tough rules, such as, for instance, you can lose your license as a practicing psychologist if you get a DUI. Wow. So they have very strict rules. Yeah. (laughs) Now, back to our heroes, Bruce and Jim. Wait, do you think that's normal? I think that's a little weird. That they can lose their... Yeah. I do, but they have very strict rules. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were... It's hard to tell. I know that's what it is in California. It might be different in other states, but they have rule. They have rules like that. Like is that still in play? Away, the state will take away your license if you get a DUI. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fucking serious. They don't, they don't want people who can fuck with people's minds being off. Right. Okay. Now back to our heroes, Bruce and <laughs> At the Sear Graduate School, Bruce made a very unusual move. He switched from being a supervising psychologist to a mock enemy interrogator. What? What do you mean? What did he? What do you mean? He was. He was a. He, okay. He was. He was. He, he was went, checking out the guy. He guys. went from being a guy who is like babying and nursing your mind to trying Not, to break it. No, he went from being a guy who who was checking out and screening the guys. Right. Right. Who were going to do interrogations to make sure they were okay and normal. And then he went to being the guy who was going to be shouting at them? And he was going to be the guy who was interrogating. The, yeah, pretend, the, the pretend terrorist or whatever? Yeah. Wow, okay. And while he was a mock interrogator, he was so aggressive that colleagues had to get involved to rein him in. Jesus. <laughs> they showed him a videotape of himself acting, quote, pretty scary. <laughs> no, no. What? Uh, it's just. I mean, if they're if they're the voice of reason and their video, it just can't be good. It's gonna be fine. Uh. Bruce and Jim became part of what was called the resistance mafia, experts on how to resist enemy interrogations. The two men became lieutenant colonels and good friends. They were married, had kids, and took weekend ice climbing trips together. Sure, they weren't married to each other. Everything was hunky dory. Yeah, they're just taking ice climbing trips. All was good. Sure. Then came what? 9-11. Oh, God. Oh, Dave. What? Oh, boy. What? <sighs> Jim had just retired uh, and started a company called KnowledgeWorks. KnowledgeWorks trained executives on how to survive a kidnapping <coughs> or making money on people's paranoia. Yeah. That is crazy. Then, three months after 9-11, Jim, other psychologists, some professors... And law enforcement intelligence officers had a meeting near Philadelphia at the home of prominent psychologist Martin Siegelman. Okay. They were there to, quote, brainstorm about Muslim extremism. Brainwash storm. 
Brain. <laughs> no, just brainstorm. It's good. I like where you're going. Thank you. But if you're a psychologist and you uh, and you're, there's professors and you're all getting together to brainstorm about Muslim extremists, odds yeah. are mm-hmm. you're you're of, you're of a certain ideology. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Uh, a certain common ideology. Interesting. Uh, another man there was a CIA psychologist named Kirk Hubbard. Now, Martin Siegelman, whose home it was at, was known in the field of uh, psychology. He uh, had been the president of APA in 1998. Uh, he had written a few self-help books like Learned Optimism, How to Change Your Mind in Your Life. Okay. And Authentic Happiness. <laughs> and his most recent, Flourish, a visionary new understanding of happiness and well-being. Dude, I mean, he must have, like, after each one, be like, I need a spicier title. <laughs> I need one. That, like, How do the, I get a bigger, happier the next, title? The next one's called, get the biggest happy boner ever. Super happy rainbows <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> he was also well known for some experiments he had done in the 1960s. And off we go. Dr. Siegelman took dogs and... Uh, this already is the worst. ...and placed them in harnesses. Uh, then he gave them electric... Please say he walked them. Then he gave them electric shocks. Oh, God. After that, he put them in pens and shocked them again. But this time, they were given a chance to escape. <coughs> what? Most of them would just passively accept, accept the shocks. So the, the experiment... Was if you teach a dog how much he hates the shock, and then you put him in a position where he can escape, if you're shocking him, will he escape? The experiment is that if he is confined and cannot escape the shocks, and then you shock him when he's not confined, he will not go away. try to run away. Right. Because he's learned he can't. Oh, God. Oof. And this condition was called learned helplessness. Learned helplessness. I know. It sounds awesome, right? It just, it's dense and awful. Learned helplessness. Yeah. Ugh. Martin is currently the director of the University of Pennsylvania's Positive Psychology Center. Okay. So if you're, over at, <laughs> if you're over at the Positive Psychology Center, go say hi to the guy that shocked dogs. Uh, Tell him how positive that is. Uh, so Jim introduced himself to Martin and said how much he dugged his writing on learned helplessness. Oh, dude, that was awesome what you did to those dogs. Bro. I really like the way that you showed that dogs won't run away if you just completely it's fuck cool. with them. cool. What a cool experiment. Like if you just fuck with an animal so much that it's so fucked in the head that you can then just fucking stab it and it's like, hey, man, this is weird. It's great, man. I like your... I like your... I'm actually working on a similar thing. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I'm throwing kittens into the deep end of a pool. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's called learned drowningness. That's so weird. Yeah. I, I just opened up a place called Happy Pool. It's for little kids. Oh, that's great. And, uh, and to learn how to swim. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm a happy guy now. Come over and play Murder Frog. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. At the meeting, they all tried to figure out how they could fight terrorism. Ugh. Then months later, a CIA official who was at the meeting asked Jim to review an Al-Qaeda manual Ugh. that coached terrorists on how to resist interrogations. Ugh, but they're just... <clears throat> okay. But that's what Jim's been doing. Yeah. And Bruce. Yes. It's so perfect. No. Then Jim and Bruce were asked to provide countermeasures to that resistance. So they were being asked to reverse engineer what they had learned in the SEER program. Because now... 
in the SEER program, they taught people how to resist torture, and now they were going to teach people how to break down people resisting torture. Oh, my God. This is just such a dumb chess game. So... <laughs> So Jim and Bruce wrote a paper. It was called Recognizing and Developing Countermeasures to Al-Qaeda Resistance to Interrogation Techniques. Could, a, could, they, could they have one a little more on the nose of what's happening? I'm not done yet. Oh. A resistance <laughs> training perspective. Now I'm done. Well, you, I don't even think you need to write anything after that. You get the idea. Uh, then on March 28, 2002, Abu Zubaydah was captured. The government said... He was the planner of the 9-11 attacks. The number two or number three Al-Qaeda person, a lieutenant to Osama bin Laden, and a man involved in every major Al-Qaeda operation all the way back to the mid-1990s. Well, Dave, if they're that certain, (laughs) they must be right. I mean, if he holds that many positions, come on! This guy's doing a lot. He's a mover and a shaker. So he's like the Jay-Z of Al-Qaeda. Very much so. Very much so. <clears throat> and Lemonade's about to get released. <laughs> Jim was called and asked to uh, uh, monitor the interrogation of uh, Zhu Baida. And he said, fuck yeah. Okay. The plan for Zhu Baida... Zhu... <laughs> I'm loving, yeah, I'm loving what, where it's going with you Zhu now. Beida, now you're just trying to get, plow Zhu through Beida. it. The plan for Zhu Baida... <laughs> Consisted of lighting, loud music, and putting him into an all-white room to keep him awake. But what if he liked cocaine? He would be like, I'm right at home in here. Ah, this is my blow room. Turn it up, motherfuckers. What is that, ACDC? Woo! That was supposed to create psychological disorientation in him. And according to someone there, Jim said, quote, The man should be treated like the dogs in a classic behavioral psychology experiment. That's a weird thing for him to say. It's that? So people are like, what? Uh, Nothing. I've never killed a dog. That didn't come out of my mouth. No more questions. That didn't come out of my mouth. (laughs) Have I choked a dog? No, I have not, sir. We should treat him like dogs being electrocuted in harness or, you know, Uh, any any predicament that a a human or a dog would. I brought fudge. I'd love some fudge. The man told Jim that he was dealing with human beings, not dogs, and Jim responded that the experiments were, quote, good science. Still, I just don't understand how Abu Ghraib happened. But Jim wasn't done. He came up with a list of enhanced interrogation tactics. There was locking people in cramped boxes, shackling them in painful positions, keeping them awake for a week at a time, covering them with insects, Ah. and waterboarding. Ah, it sounds like Fear Factor. (laughs) I'm kidding. This is Joe Rogan. Ah, okay. And now you're going to have to eat an ox penis. (laughs) (laughs) The entire plan was to achieve learned helplessness, which would eliminate the prisoner's ability to forecast the future, when their next meal is, when they can go to the bathroom. It would create dread and dependency on the interrogators well it's just psychologically completely breaking somebody yeah you're breaking someone down i know it's cool right psychiatrist dr daryl matthews quote we we know how to hurt people better than others we can figure out what buttons to push like a surgeon with a scalpel psychologists have techniques and we know what the pressure points are 
So we should use scalpels on them? Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, get the scalpels. You guys want to electrocute some dogs? <laughs> no, come on. No more spitballing, Jim. The CIA sent Jim to Thailand to consult oh, on we're the... Do- we're dog rights. <laughs> we're waived. <laughs> to consult on the psychological aspects of Zubaydah's interrogation. Okay. First, he had to watch to see if Zubaydah was using the Al-Qaeda resistance techniques. He said, quote... There was intense pressure for results. There was a tremendous amount of pressure not to let other Americans die. Who said that? Jim. So this is not... That seems like that might be in his head. Yeah. So Jim ordered Zubaydah stripped nude, exposed to cold, and blasted with rock music to prevent him from sleeping. Jim said he searched his soul. Oh, God. Did he have a warrant? And even... (laughs) And even though he had ethical obligations, let me guess, quote, <laughs> at le- my, the least worst choice was to help save American lives. It seemed like something was going to happen at any minute. The, if you're it's, starting with least worst or it seemed like least worst thing, hmm? least worst, like in a fantasy dream I had about stuff. Yeah, I had this dream where bad things happen. So I'm going to strangle this guy after he's naked. Hope he likes Bon Jovi. Now, the FBI had already been questioning Zubaida using the old tried and tre- true technique of building rapport. <laughs> Didn't they have water? The FBI agent in charge said, I questioned him from March to June 2002. He provided us with important, actionable intelligence. The FBI agent did not believe in torture because he thought it would come back to haunt the U.S. later. Sucker. Oh, wait. Whoa, what a bitch. (laughs) Oh, I don't like to pop out guys' eyeballs. Mm -mm. There were also others questioning the torture. The Thailand station chief, the officer overseeing the jail, a top interrogator, and the top agency psychologist. But anyone of importance. Nobody of importance. These are just all door guys. It sounds like interns. As the torture continued for weeks, the senior psychologist left. And then one by one, the FBI agents left. Now Jim was directing the questioning and speaking directly to Zubaida. He said he just wanted results. That's not good. What do you mean? That's just not good. In July 2002, Bruce joined Jim in Thailand. Oh, good. I was just going to say, when are these two going to BFF a little bit over torture some more? The two bros were together again. On August 1st, the Justice Department completed a formal legal opinion authorizing... Quote, reverse engineered seer methods. It's, it's why it's so strict. It's just like, because we've already gone, th- like we went through this. We and I have lived through this. What, torture? <laughs> well, just, you know, like, he, like I'm sure that that was on the news and you were like, okay, whatever. Right. Oh, that's stupid. That sounds bad. To Twitter. <clears throat> now only Jew, now only Jim and Bruce. I guess we could call him Juice. Juice, if we absolutely. Now Juice only Juice were allowed. <laughs> Together we are Juice. <laughs> now only Juice were allowed to have contact with Zubaida and torture him. How we- you doing, Zubaida? We're Juice. <laughs> That's what? No, I don't. We're, we're Juice. I don't. No, I hear bad things about Juice. Put on some ACDs. No. They put him in a small box, slammed him into a wall, and they waterboarded him. <clears throat> the other CIA personnel there, CIA personnel there, just watched. This went on for a month. 
Oh my god. He was waterboarded 83 times. Oh my god. So it was like one a meal? I mean, Jesus Christ, 83 fucking times. Must have been hydrated. <laughs> that is insane. I mean, that, like, you must just be. Every time you hear that door open, you're like, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. CIA agent said they were. Rep- That's how they make pate, though. That is. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's crying about that. CIA agents there said they were repulsed by what they were seeing. If you are repulsing CIA agents, dude, they have to watch and see so much bad stuff, like to get into the position to be in the CIA. Like you have to watch <clears throat> limbs get blown. Like you just have to become very familiar with graphic stuff. So for them to be like, eh. <laughs> Hey, man. It's like, I'm good. I'm good. Look, we're down to murder him, but can we just not do that to him anymore? You know what? CIA out. <laughs> CIA later. Some of them sent messages back to CIA at Langley saying they wanted out of the program. <laughs> Dear mom and dad. This is too much. Juice is too much. <laughs> Drink your juice. Jim, quote. They start wearing one suit. <laughs> we are juice. <laughs> we are juice. Jim, quote, the whole point of the waterboarding was to introduce fear and panic. Did he know anyone was writing this down when he was giving these? Is this testimony or is this an interview? <laughs> they, yeah, they're interview. He's done interviews. <laughs> it just <clears throat> Turn them down next time. We didn't think detainees were going to provide actual intelligence in a state of fear and panic. You have to start the session with waterboarding, but the questioning happens the next time you come into the room. Wait, so it's the good, idea it's good cop, bad, bad, it's good torture, bad torture. But the idea is that you leave two hours in between, and he's gonna be like, "You torture him," and then he's like, and then you come back in, and you're like, "Hey, well, I haven't seen you in hey. so long. Last time I saw you, you were upside down with your mouth full of water. Who wants pancakes?" <laughs> <laughs> but that is ridiculous, right? That's insanity. That's it's complete. That's insanity. why you bring it up. It's insane. It's fucking insane. It's insane to think that it, that you can put you can pour gallons of water into a man's head, and then a couple hours later be like, "Hey, hey what are you doing, boy? I'm sorry about earlier. How are you? Hmm. I'm a bad boy. I was bad earlier. I'm You're sorry. a good boy. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> you are juice. I know who you are. You are juice. No, not juice. Not juice. But the torture wasn't working." Jim and Bruce became frustrated because they kept torturing Zubaida, asking the same question and getting the same response. Oh, which was kill me. The torture stopped when Jim and Bruce decided that Zubaida had no more information to give. Basically, they learned he had no information by torturing him. Well, at least at least he got you to know, drown on land. I, I call this a resolution. Yeah, no, that's that's I think we can all rest a little easier. At least we know. Yeah. Now we can be sure that he knew nothing. The only, thi- the only thing he had in his head was water. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of it. Next, the CIA, uh, Jim gave the CIA a presentation outlining an aggressive approach to interrogations. Jim recommended they use people who had experienced torturing Zubaida. Uh, now. Go ahead. Am I crazy, or or is that list pretty short? There's a couple guys on it. Is there one guy, and is his name Juice? That's yes, that's it. 
Our recommendation is that you hire me and Bruce. Juice? Yes, we're calling ourselves Juice. I don't know if you got the memo. We're wearing one suit now. <laughs> yeah, so they recommended that they be hired. We know just the men for the job. Us! Hello! <laughs> At the same time, the Justice Department... It's like when a director would be like, I found the perfect actor to play the lead. Me! Me! I'm the guy! I'm him! I've done it before! <laughs> In my own movie about me! <clears throat> At the same time, Justice Department lawyers finalized the legal memos justifying torture. Lawyers used Jim's claim as part of their justification for redefining acts of torture to now be legal, safe, and effective. Ugh. If health professionals who went by a code of ethics were monitoring the, de the detainees, then it was... What are you shaking your head for? No, they fun. weren't monitoring it! <laughs> but if health professionals were there... No, they're not professionals the, anymore! Who have a code of ethics, then what they're the doing... The professionals you loved are dead. Juice is here now. <laughs> has to be right. No! So without Jim and Bruce, the health professionals, the Justice Department could ne never have written the legal memos. Jim and Bruce were the key. <sighs> it's just like, it's almost like nepotism. Uh-oh. Just wait for the nepotism. Okay. But Yale psychiatrist a uh, Charles Andy Morgan had studied Sear personal in the torture program. His studies show that the use of torture techniques impairs memory... That is, it's, and leads to an accurate answer. Well, I used to know, and then you beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> I knew everything until you poured water in my head 45 times. <laughs> so Jim and Bruce's methods actually create a mental state that makes it too difficult to remember stuff. Right. So they almost anti-interrogate. They are. That's exactly right. We're the cleaners. We clean memories. Quote, by making people fearful and stressed, they were getting worse information. Torture works at some things. It is very good for silencing people. <clears throat> and, and, and the desired effect is, is not silence. Am I right, Dave? Right. Right. Well, the Chinese used it to make people say false stuff. Right. But this is different. This is very different. It's the same. Because it? you're not remembering. Because you don't idea. remember anything. This was long known in the seer community. The seer techniques were based on communist methods designed not to find the truth, but to produce false confessions. And the psychologists in the seer program were all aware of the false memory findings, including Jim and Bruce. <laughs> it's just strange. So it, it is a little why questionable. Why did they do it? Uh, I don't know, Dave, because they like to hurt dogs. Well, Jim and Bruce were making $1,800 a day. Oof. That's $9,000 a week, $432,000 a year each. So, I feel... And that's just Monday through Friday. If I put on weekends, then it's more. But I, I feel did, like I you're saying they were in it because of the money. I just did a 40-hour torture week. I'm bushed. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I'm honestly... Honey, you know what? Can you just turn off the music tonight? And can we paint the walls? Honey, Word can you do me a bitch. favor? Can you turn the music up real loud? <laughs> Don't open this door no matter what I say. I'm going to drink a kiddie pool. Meanwhile, local officials in Thailand were becoming concerned about the, the black site near Bangkok. It was codenamed code Cat's Eye. 
But the CIA then changed that name because they thought it might be racist. Oh, God. Seriously. What? <laughs> God. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, go- like, uh, that just. They're torturing people! Just shows you where it's at. It's just like they're, they're torturing people, but they're changing the name Cat's Eye because it might be. You know what, you guys? We don't want to get a bad rep around here. <laughs> Let's call it Fun Camp. The CIA then started building their own black sites that were CIA. By the way, I love love, cats. I might be a little racist. Anyway, more black sites. (laughs) Keep them coming. No problem there. Holy shit. I didn't even think of that. These would be CIA owned. They were in Bucharest, Romania, uh, Morocco, and another Eastern European city. Soon there would be eight in total. They were all built to look identical. In case they moved prisoners from place to place, they would be disoriented and wouldn't know where they were. Oh, that is... Oh, my God. That would drive me crazy. <clears throat> yeah. One, uh, will you wake up and you're in, if a you hot, don't... you're in a hot, sweltering fucking place, and all of a sudden, the next day, you're in a cold place, and you're like, And you have happened? no idea what time it is? You don't know what... Yeah. You have no idea where you are? Yeah. Excuse me, please. <clears throat> I'm having a little trouble sleeping. Can I just... Where am I? <laughs> please. You're, you're in Paris. Uh, Soon, uh, so there's eight. There was also Guantanamo Bay, nicknamed Strawberry Fields. Because CIA. Because you stay there forever. Joked that you would be there forever. No, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Ah. You can't. How, it's it, when you get cutesy. That's when, <laughs> that's, that's when you're like, this is no longer the professional organization or what you or what someone strive for at one point. Hey, Bob, I just thought of something. You know, how we're joking around and making up names like Strawberry Fields. Yeah. Maybe we're completely fucked in the head. No, no, we're just being cutie pies. Well, I don't know. I feel weird right we're now. We're adorable. Okay. This is classic us. In October 2002, Guantanamo officials asked... This one's called Ubla di Ubla da. Because life goes on here forever. Why is this one called the Walrus? Because <laughs> we're going to kill you. No, it's McCartney! Ah. In October 2002, Guantanamo officials asked for permission to use enhanced... Who is the Eggman? Answer us. Who is the goddamn Eggman? <laughs> Pour water in his mouth! I know. I like... I like rap. Who's the walrus? I like rap and I like... Give us names. I like Motown. Look, I... look, look, look. Okay, okay. You want you want a pancake? Yeah, I want a pancake. Hey, have one of those pancakes. Okay, You like you. syrup? Use yeah, that. Yeah, You're yeah, my yeah. best friend. Okay. Hey, who's the walrus? It's Frank. Who's the goddamn Eggman? It's Frank. They're both Frank? Get the pancakes out of here. No, Get the water. Who's the walrus? <laughs> McCartney. I know that one. <laughs> Oh, Guantanamo officials asked for permission to use enhanced interrogation techniques, including isolation, sensory deprivation, removal of clothing, hooding, exploitation of the detainee's phobias, such as fear of dogs, and threatening him or his family. I like how that's, like, specific to the detainee. It doesn't sound like Abu Ghraib at all, does it? No, 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 no. None of that sounds like... No, it actually sounds like Club Med. At all. No. It doesn't sound exactly like the pictures we saw. No, what do you mean? With the dogs and the bags over the head and the people making naked cheerleading pyramids? Remember how we were made to think that that was an isolated incident? Dave, the prisoners did that. I haven't been listening. What's happening? Okay. Uh, And, of course, waterboarding. The cells were small, non-slip floors, flexible plywood covered walls to soften the impact. 
In November 2002, Bruce went to a CIA secret prison called Detention Site Cobalt as a psychologist to assess a detainee. He can't. <clears throat> but Bruce being Bruce, oh boy. he did more than that. Instead of just observing, he took part in the interrogation of Gui Raman. Raman was subjected to 48 hours of sleep deprivation, auditory overload, total darkness, isolation, a cold shower, and rough treatment. Oh, and he, just... he died. Uh, really? Yep. Just a guy that America tortured to death. It's no big deal. These are bad guys. In February 2003, after watching Bruce and Jim at work, the CIA rendition team questioned the psychologist's qualifications and said any info collected by them was suspect. It, it, I, I the will, CIA rendition team. I will say this. It, it is a little comforting that the CIA is upset. I know. Because you could see a situation... It's a little comforting, but it's also terrifying. It's terrifying. It is. It's all. It's both. But if the CIA it, is you, saying you're going too far, yeah, yeah. But it. Yes, it's terrible. It's terrible. But you like when I think back on this time because this is a pretty specific time. I think you know you feel like there's no voice of reason. No. There's, sure. So it's almost but nice. A, but to but hear there was a voice of reason being ignored. Right. Of course. And, which, and it, if the CIA is your voice of reason. You're fucking up, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, you're being a real... If the CIA is like, bro, take a five, you're being a real dick. <laughs> uh, and the CIA psychologists they had a, said they had a problem with Bruce being both the psychologist assessing <laughs> the detainees and torturing them at so the same he's, time. He's, he's probably, torturing them, and, he going, and he's going, are you okay, bro? Are so you he's, okay? He's torture, torture, torture. How one are time, you? He's like behind like the double-sided mirror, and he's like, guys, guys are doing it all wrong. They're like, Bruce, just please just sit there and watch. We're here to assess. No, seriously, you're doing it wrong. No, those buckets are too tiny. Hey, let, me, let, me get, let me just get in there for no, a no, sec. No, 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 no. Let me just get in no, there no, for no, a sec. No, 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 no. But I got a hammer. Oh! <laughs> let me get their feet wet. Uh, meanwhile, Bruce and Jim were coming up with new and fun ways to waterboard a man named Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Let's put him on a surfboard. Bruce said, quote, he had not seen a resistor like Muhammad, and we're going to go to school on this guy. This is the dude who, when they arrested him, he looked like he was partying all night. Yeah. Like he looked like he was like an extra in the hangover. Yeah. Again, he was number two or one or whatever. It's always the, we always get the number two or one guy. Two, yeah. <clears throat> yeah even, that, even, that's, that's very true. They even evolved their wadding boarding techniques on, on him. They what changed did, it up a little bit. How did they change it up? Well, they would... Uh, they would like cup. They would cup the water with using their hands right underneath his nose, and then when he tried to talk to tell him something, they'd let the water in. Uh. <clears throat> uh, information about psychologists assisting in torture started to leak out in 2004. 2005 New Yorker report on Guantanamo Bay prison: quote six by eight foot cells with walls and doors made of metal mesh. Two in front facing rows. The cells were protected by a low metal roof, but were open to tropical air. Comfort items were awarded to detainees for good behavior or confiscated as punishment. Among these luxuries... Oh, this is going to be something. A roll of toilet paper. Ah. Mm. Well, I guess if you could get them to waterboard your ass, it's kind of like a bidet. (laughs) Oh, my God. One down here, please. You guys took my paper. 
Uh, that is so crazy. <clears throat> Quote. I mean, yeah. Okay, go ahead. As we reached the end of the cell block, hysterical shouts in broken English erupted from a caged exercise area nearby. Come here, a man screamed. See here, they are liars. He was middle-aged with a full beard and skinny bow legs and wore an orange shirt and shorts. No sleep, he yelled. No food, no medicine, no doctor. Everybody's sick here. As I was leaving, the detainee pointed to his own cell block, which was off limits to journalists, and screamed, They are liars! 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 His English is pretty good, one official joked. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Just to get to the point where you're like, He's he's stupid! He's a dummy! At Guantanamo, behavioral scientists control the most money details. In the case of one detainee, he was given seven squares of toilet paper per day. Luxury. (laughs) (laughs) Seven squares. That's, I mean... Uh, a a delicate ride a lawyer for one detainee quote the whole place appears to be one giant human experiment now Kirk Hubbard who was the CA psychologist who brought Jim and Bruce in (laughs) the gatekeeper and who supervised them contacted the APA concerned that psychologists assisting in interrogation might be violating the APA ethics code. Might be. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit of a weird I thing going on here. a little bit weird here. How do you guys stand on uh, making a guy drink water upside down? Uh, is that part of psychology? Uh, it is his head. <clears throat> the APA ethics director was a Dr. Stephen Benke. Besides being the ethics director, Dr. Benke was also a Department of Defense contractor working on torture training programs. I'll see you later, bud. Have a good day. (laughs) Take care, Dave. Thanks. What happened? Well, there's triple standards, apparently. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, uh, Why why is it? (laughs) Why do we live in... Why do we know all this stuff? And nothing is done. And nothing ever... Why? How... Is it because... Corruption. But even then, you would think that as a people, we would get... I don't think... And it's not even... Not even this. I'm not even saying over this. This is terrible. But the double standard stuff is just... It's insane. I mean, it just... You can look it up online. There's some dude came up with an app where you can find out how much, like, a, a, a politician gets. Yeah. From, from and, then, eat- and then what they do with it. And, and it's so, all so it's all very transparent and, and very out there. Nobody cares. And yet we're just like... Hey, we're happy people. Anyway. Well, life's fun. Dr. Stephen Benke neglected to mention that he was working for the Department of Defense to the APA board. So. Slipped my mind. To deal with the leaks about psychologists being in on the torture, in 2005, the APA convened the Presidential Task Force on Psychological Ethics and National Security to determine whether the APA Ethics Code addressed psychologists being in the room during coercive interrogations and helping to extract intelligence. Do not tell me Juice was in charge. So. (laughs) And And to look into this further... Joe! Hey, 
So, what we are Jews. What they're asking was was is it ethical for psychologists to watch torture and torture? How is that even being asked? It's a tough call. It's a very easy call. It's a very tough call. One member of the task force... Like, that should have been like a two-minute meeting. Yes, it is. All right, adjourned. Should, yeah, I would... One member of the task force, who happened to be a senior army psychologist named Colonel Morgan Banks, said that he saw no problem with psychologists helping in interrogations, quote, as long as they don't break the law. Right, because there are no laws. And that's how most of the Penn task force saw it. Because almost every single one of them were in business with the military or CIA. <sighs> Fun. They were carefully selected for their bias. Though not all of them worked out. Jean Maria Arrigo was appointed unexpectedly, although she happened to be the daughter of an intelligence operative. So they probably assumed because she was the daughter of a CIA guy that she would be on board. But she was not on board with what she was hearing in the task force and was constantly disagreeing with them. Arrigo and two others wanted to include references to the Geneva Convention and specific interrogation techniques that psychologists could not be involved in. I mean, when someone's like, should we talk about the Geneva Convention? (laughs) Shut up, woman! Alrighty. Of course, that didn't happen. Of course not. The Penn's task force decided to change the APA ethics code. Oh God! They're like, well, yeah. I think the problem here is the code. We gotta, we gotta. Pardon me. We gotta waterboard that code a little bit, gentlemen. I see a very clear answer here. The thing that says we can't do it, we make it into a thing that says we can do it. I was just thinking the same right? thing. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. What are we doing here? We're making money. We're making money. Making money. money making money. I'm going to go use 100 squares of toilet paper. Psychologists could now be present in torture sessions so long as they were help keeping the interrogations safe, legal, ethical, and effective. But they... What? But they're not, but and they won't, safe. and there's no rules. Excuse me. How it can is, you tell excuse someone... Excuse me, I'm talking. It is safe, legal, ethical, and effective torture. Yeah, but... Can you just work with me here? Uh, no, I'm not going to work with you here. Okay, look, because, we've created this thing called ethical torture. Yes, which is why, which means, exactly. So the problem is right. that you've legalized everything with your bullshit, and now you're saying nothing illegal, but nothing is illegal okay. really anymore. You know what I'm feeling right, you know what I'm feeling right Anger, now? Anger, animosity. Uh, I'm feeling like legal murder. Oh, God. Okay. Ethical legal murder. That's how I feel when I hear you talking. Okay. That's how I feel. Okay. I would like to ethically murder you. All right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. Um, you are a nightmare. You're not going anywhere. See get me? the hood! Oh, God. Oh, God! The task, force's, the task Force's statement. Quote, We want to have an influence on the issue of torture, and that's why we're staying engaged. Others have divorced themselves from the process altogether, like the American Medical Association, which has said it won't allow its members to be involved in t- interrogations in any way. But we think we can have more in effect if we stay at the table. We can play a positive role in maintaining money welfare. I mean, detainee welfare. Money. So that's obviously some fucking vague horseshit. It's It's not completely insane. It's not even that vague. 
It's, I mean, but it gives, it gives, it infers it, it's such a bullshit statement that it, yeah. it's like, go ahead and torture, right? And while under the guise of we're it, helping, it make it people. makes it makes you feel better about it, but it shouldn't. <clears throat> the Department of Defense had been in business for years with the profession of psychology. The APA wanted to keep them happy. It had a payoff for Bruce and Jim. They now had a full green light. That's not the color their light should be. They now had a full green light. No, it should be a blinking hey, Jim, red. Bruce, no. Juice. Yeah. You're good to go, baby. Juice is back. Juice is back. You know you have been holding back? Yeah. Juice it up. Juice time. And now they had real experience. We're going to waterboard them with the pancakes. <laughs> and now they had real experience interrogating Al-Qaeda operatives. And so with everything being on the up and up, they used it to cash in. Jim and Bruce formed Mitchell, Jensen, and Associates in 2005. Sounds harmless. Has they had to be. offices in Spokane and Virginia. There were five additional shareholders, four who had worked in the SEER program. Soon after forming the company, they landed a CI contract to provide interrogation services at secret prisons. They were now a company of torturers. Oh, my God. What? <sighs> Are you? I'm not feeling good. <laughs> what? Uh, all that's happened. No. Get away from me, first of all. all look, all that's happened <laughs> is that the government was torturing people, and to save a few bucks, we're outsourcing to a contractor. You know, privatization is the way to go these days. It's capitalism. So what's wrong with privatizing torture? No, we may as well turn a buck you know on what? torture. The government guys don't do it that well. They're all like, oh, I'm repulsed. This makes me feel weird. Mm. Let's get some guys who cut corners. They they don't fucking they don't fucking run up the budgets with a bunch with a bunch of fucking administrators, right? We gotta we gotta get torturing down, low cost, direct, simple say, focus torture. You, are you saying what I'm thinking you're saying? Huh? Juice? I'm talking about juice. You say juice three times, it appears. Juice, juice, juice. Hey, it's juice. We're back. A year later, contractors made up 73% of the people at the CA's office in charge of interrogations. The majority were from Mitchell and Jensen Associates. (sighs) Turns out the CIA had asked Jim to form the company as a way to combat the high turnover of torturers. Dave, this story is arguably torture. They were having... Dave. Hold on. No. They were having such a hard time getting government people to torture people that they asked a guy who was really good at it to start a private company of torturers. It's just... it's You just would hope that corruption was a little sneakier. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Good. It's good stuff so far. <clears throat> they wanted people who had experience, like seer veterans. There's, there's like, they, so they wanted horrible people. Yeah. And they came. Soon those CIA agents who could stomach the interrogations were retiring and joining Mitchell and Jensen Associates. By 2007, the company had 60 employees. How did, That's 60 torturers. Ugh. It's a good number. Now, Origo, the woman who was mm-hmm. on the task force, She's not into it, and her two colleagues tried to put the word out about the, what the ABA had done with their ethics. Uh, Assassinate their character. 
The response of those in power at the APA was to try to harm their reputations. Yeah. When independent journalist Amy Goodman reported on what had happened, the APA board and task force member Gerald Kucher wrote an open letter to Goodman. In it, he said, Arrigo was improperly influenced by the suicide of her CIA operative father and had, quote, a troubled upbringing. That's so messed up. Well, it's uh, not that it's so unethical that it's insane. Yes, also extremely unethical. This was weird because Arrigo's father was still alive and had never committed suicide. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not wrong anymore. It's just fun. <laughs> what? How do you do that? I didn't know that was an option. You can do that? You can just say that sort of stuff? It's fucking crazy. That's insane. And then she just put out a picture of her and her father from the week before. I was like, he's not dead. <laughs> this is my Facebook. We had a luau. <laughs> and when it was proven, and and when that was... Uh, and how easy to disprove. Uh, I mean, that's when insane. It, when it was proven that he was still alive, <laughs> no one on the APA board stood up and protested what had happened. Instead, Origo was given the cold shoulder by friends and colleagues. Although it can't be verified, word was that Jim and Bruce were awarded a medal by the CIA for their advanced interrogation techniques. The CIA believes success of the tactics was, quote, absolutely in the ether, said one Pentagon official. In 2005, Jim and Bruce said they had nothing to do with the alleged abuses at Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo. Fair. They, they might not have. They might have been at the other black Yeah, guys. they probably could have been at the one we of the ones. We didn't do that. Yeah. Depends what the definition of is is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jim's quote. I was just a cog in the machine. I'm a guy who got asked to do something for his country by people at the highest level of government. And I did the best I could. Oh, God. I was just, they were just asking me to take the guy and put him upside down and put water <laughs> in his He's like face. a dumb dad on a sitcom. Jim will be right back. In 2007, in a suburb of Tampa, Florida, Jim Mitchell built a waterfront house that is worth $880,000. Of course he went to Tampa. It has... <laughs> He is Tampa. <laughs> it has uh, 4,233 square feet of living space, four bathrooms, a three-car garage, a pool, central air conditioning, and a wooded walkway leading to a lakeside combination dock and gazebo. He has a dock zebo. He's got a dock zebo. Oh, my God. Or a gawk? Bruce Jens, Jensen's house is in the state of Washington on 15 acres worth $1,600,000. It is 6,916 square feet with six bedrooms and eight bathrooms. In 2000... What? You got really quiet. Um, In 2007, Juice uh, released a statement. (laughs) 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 Quote, the actions we have taken have been legal and ethical. We resolutely oppose torture. Under no circumstances have we ever endorsed, nor would we endorse, the use of interrogation methods... Designed to do physical or psychological harm. Plus, her dad really is dead. <laughs> Plus, that lady's a kook. She's... Her dad's dead. That's a fake picture. She's weakened and burning her dad on her Facebook. That would be the greatest end of the story ever. 
On April 9th, 2009, President Obama's CIA director, in a statement to employees, announced the decommissioning of the agency's secret jails, repeated a pledge not to use coercion, and stated no CIA contractors will conduct interrogations. The contract with Mitchell, Jessen, and Associates was then terminated. In days, their offices were empty and the phones were disconnected. They had already been paid $81 million of the $180 million contract with the CIA. And that doesn't include the salaried money they made before forming the company. Yeah, that nine grand a day. And the CIA is obligated. The CIA is obligated to pay their legal expenses through 2021. Oh my God! In August 2009, they retained a lawyer. In 2010, the Texas State Board of Psychologists was given was had a complaint filed against Jim by critics who wanted his license to practice psychology revoked. The complaint was rejected. I mean, that's like, <clears throat> just do that. That's like the bare minimum. Just be like, hey, you're out of the club. Bare fucking minimum. I mean, it's the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Can't do that. Yeah. In 2012, Bruce was picked to be a bishop in the Mormon church in Spokane. Oh, my God. Uh, don't let him baptize her. <laughs> Tell me where you're from. I can't stop <laughs> baptizing these kids. <laughs> That's what he baptizes terrorists now. Where is it? Where's the bomb? But it didn't last long. He was forced to step down, quote, due to concerns expressed about his past work related to interrogation techniques. What stuff? You can't think of anything. Jim blamed Democrats for all this blowback. I was just going to say, they're the culprits. Saying they threw him under the bus. Yeah. He also attacked Obama's health care policy, calling it a shit sandwich. Well, Andy disagrees with Obama's stance on global warming because it's a myth. Well, he's probably part of the reason there's drought. <laughs> We're going to look back and like think of all the water we use for waterboarding and be like, man, that would have been that helpful. Fucking gym. That fucking gym. goddamn gym. Why didn't we use salt water at least? So he's just a fucking awesome dude. Right wing kook with yeah. no fucking understanding of the truth. And then he gets to torture and make millions of dollars. Yeah. And now he's in, like, the phase of sort of rationalizing it. Yeah. In 2015, an independent review report known as the Hoffman Report, which investigated the APA and its part in torture, was released. Everything came to light, and the membership of the APA was furious. Many prominent psychologists left the APA, while others decided to try to change it from within. Some board members in APA leadership resigned. Others did not. The ethics language was changed to prevent psychologists from taking part in torture last year. The Department of Justice announced the CIA officials responsible for the torture regime would not face criminal charges. But that didn't stop a civil court. And on April 22, 2016, a judge ruled for the first time ever that a civil lawsuit brought by victims of the CIA torture program could move forward. The victim's civil lawsuit alleges that psychologists... James Elmer Mitchell and John Bruce Jessen, also known as Jews, designed a brutal torture program that amounted to a joint criminal enterprise. The three plaintiffs were subjected to torture and scientific exper experimentation, which included anal penetration, mock execution, being doused with icy cold water, and waterboarding. One of the plaintiffs is dead, Rui Guiraman who died in 2002 after being stripped naked from the waist down and shackled to a cold cement wall where temperatures were 
36 degrees Fahrenheit, 2 degrees Celsius. <clears throat> he was also subjected to 48 hours of sleep deprivation, auditory overload, total darkness, isolation, a cold shower, and rough treatment by Bruce. The CIA so far has paid out more than $1 million for Bruce and Jim's legal defenses. They will argue that they were not key architects of the interrogation program. We didn't do it. Huh? What's your, what's your defense? I won. I won there. You know what you sh- we should do is waterboard them. Oh, my God. We can get all the information out of Get the out facts of out of them. How, Although, it, it, wait, if they didn't, we do. hold on. Yeah, yeah, if they yes, didn't torture yes. anybody, yeah. then it can be done to them. That's right. Right? That's right. Why, and, why can't it be? And and if they don't reveal the truth, then we can just assume that they forgot the facts. Thank you. Thank you. No, we should actually be able to do this to we them. We should. It's why legal. can't we? Well, it, no, it's a good way to get truth out of people. We need to get the information. We need to know. Let's put something up their ass and pour water in their heads. Mm. On May 17th, 2016. Um, Dave, let me just check the calendar real quick. Uh All righty. A week ago, the CIA Inspector General's office said it had mistakenly destroyed its only copy of a comprehensive Senate torture report. Despite lawyers for the Justice Department assuring a federal judge that copies of the documents were being preserved. The erasure... You're very quiet. Yeah, the, I'm very pissed. The erasure of the document by the spy agencies. Internal- we only had one, and then the dog ate it. <laughs> We're sorry. We didn't know no better. Yeah, that's right. The CIA just keeps one copy of most stuff. Hey, Judge, we made a boo-boo. So, um... So, you know, we're the CIA and we got records and stuff, but we keep we keep throwing shit into a dumpster? The truth. Do you know Larry? Le- He's stupid, but we keep putting him in charge of the files for important stuff. What Larry did, and this is classic Larry, is he wanted to get all the truth out of the document, so he waterboarded right, it. Right, that's Thus right. Thus destroying the only copy. Here we go. Uh, it's like a circle, Judge. Uh, Do you know what a circle is? Uh, <laughs> the erasure of the... Documents by the spy agency's internal watchdog was deemed inadvertent by the inspector general. One intelligence community source said that last summer, CIA inspector general officials deleted an uploaded computer file with the report and then accidentally destroyed a disk that also contained the document. Oh, boy. Snowden. Mm. You know Snowden? Oh, I love him. Said that that is virtually impossible. Yeah. A 6,700-page report contains thousands of secret files about the CIA's use of enhanced interrogation methods, including waterboarding, sleep deprivation, and other aggressive interrogations techniques at the black sites is now gone. But they're saying that there might be other copies of it, but the CIA is trying to... March 2000, March 30th, How can they have every email of Hillary Clinton and not have one more copy of this thing? Oh, they don't have every email of Hillary Clinton. Well, no, they don't. That's true. Let's not. Let's not. If you set up a server for someone, would you ever e- email them to talk about it? It's weird that guy's emails aren't there. March 30th, 2016. Nearly two-thirds of Americans believe torture can be justified to extract information from suspected What's terrorists. the percentage? Two-thirds. Those who back torture do so because of the, quote, ticking time bomb scenario, also known as the Jack Bauer moment. <laughs> oh, joy. Which, according to FBI interrogator Jack Clunan, quote, doesn't happen in reality. Dude, they ain't seen the right episodes. 
there's somewhere it's really effective. I guess if you're talking about season two, you might be right. Season two through four. The Senate torture report, quote, never found an example of this hypothetical ticking bomb scenario. But as Vanity Fair concluded, quote, were it not for the immediate and future profits to be made by psychologists looking for any angle for self-advancement, the torture of detainees may never have happened at all. Torture! Do you feel better knowing about it? Uh, I, mean, I think everyone. I felt like everyone should know about this. It's good to know about. It's that- just. I think there's there's something particularly upsetting when it feels like it's on our watch. Oh, it's so on our watch. And uh, and I think those are the ones that make you. Well, feel someday. Worse. Our soldiers will be tortured because of this, and we won't be able to say anything. Well, the, I, the truth is that there, I, I think, you know, to your overall point, I think the, you know, if you create, if you create a climate where rules don't apply to you, yeah, and people find out about that, it makes them feel like they don't need to follow rules, right. and as that progresses further and further. You're just going to continue to one-up each other. Like, you know, the whole thing with ISIS is that, they're, I mean, it's brutal. You know, like they're beheadings, monsters. brutal, brutal stuff. But it, in a way, I mean, like, you know, we've... You, we have to be better. Well, we have to we, set the example. I mean, I, I was listening to this guy, um, his name's like Jocko Wilco or something, and he's this... Well, that sounds made up. It's, it's an imaginary friend I've been hanging out with. <laughs> but he, but he's, this, he's this ex-Navy SEAL, and, he, and he's, he's amazing, and he talks about... Like the cost of war, yeah, and how it—I'm—it's a no-brainer, but it's like a lesson that we learn every like thirty years again and again, which is that just just don't get involved in like never-ending conflicts, yeah. and then as soon as we're out of it, and it feels like—I mean, we're never fully out of it, but as soon as it's sort of dissipated, then we get right back into it, and the whole thing is that it's just—I mean, it's like a hornet's nest, so yeah. you you should steer clear of it unless it's absolutely imperative, which. You know, maybe sometimes there are circumstances where it is, but you you make it so that when there's no rules, then nobody follows fucking rules. You can't ask someone else to follow rules. No, if, if you're peeking if you when no you're playing hide and go seek, you can't get pissed when the kid peeks. You I've heard it here. You heard, you heard the, <laughs> the hide and seek comparison. You want to give uh, us a call? We're talking about hide and seek and torture. <laughs> I think we'll all remember where we were. When Gareth made the hide and seek analogy over Guantanamo, Ollie Ollie Waterboard. Why do people think I'm simple? <laughs> we saw cars. Uh, oh, that was. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth. You know from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 